People in rural BC have started feeding grizzly bears. The ministry is telling them not to. But these locals say they can't stop anytime soon. I'm Nikki Reitmeyer, and this is Why. At the end of last month, a wildlife photographer named Rolf Hicker snapped pictures of a mother grizzly bear and her two cubs by a river. The bears appeared emaciated, scrawny, well below the weight that they should be. He wrote on his Facebook page, Devastating. Worst salmon run here in the Broughton in history, I read today. I fully believe it. I have not seen a single salmon in a river so far. The bears are starving, and it breaks my heart seeing this unfold. Here in the Broughton is no salmon left for the bears, and in brackets, and whales, I must assume. We saw this sow with her two little ones a couple weeks ago, and then we saw her again only a few days ago. I have no idea how she would make it through the winter without salmon. We have to protect wild BC salmon now. End quote. So the bears are starving because the salmon is scarce. Why are there no salmon? Well, for a number of reasons. Changing climate means warmer oceans, and that affects salmon stock. But the viruses that plague salmon farms, along with deforestation and overfishing, are also to blame, among other reasons. So locals have taken the matter into their own hands. A local hatchery donated approximately 500 salmon carcasses, and members of the Mama Lila Koala Kukwasam Nation took the fish to where the grizzlies are known to feed. Ernest Alfred is with Swanson Island Fish Farm Occupation. He spoke to my colleague, Claire Allen. My name is Kwakwabala. is my traditional name and my English name is Ernest Alford and I best represent the movement known as Swanson Occupation. I come from Alert Bay in Namkli's territory and we are sitting right at the the border of what is now known as the Broughton Archipelago. Our entire traditional territory uh, is on northern Vancouver Island and is well-known, world-renowned for uh, wildlife viewing and ecotourism. Grizzly bears are just part of the ecosystem. We have uh, killer whales, bears, wolves, you, the, the list goes on and on and on, eagles and all kinds of wildlife uh, here in, in the Broughton Archipelago. So if you wouldn't mind just telling me about what people witnessed and what you have witnessed with the grizzly bears and sort of the concerning, what's so concerning about what you've witnessed with them in the past while? Sure. Uh, well, we were very concerned because um, we, we've we been predicting uh, this problem of extinction uh, in our territory for uh, at least the better part of this decade. And uh, we, we are now starting to see uh, the unraveling of our ecosystem. The story really got a lot of attention with uh, the photos taken and put online uh, of emaciated grizzly bears within uh, the Night Inlet area. And uh, this place is frequented by tourists from all over the world who come and they take a look at uh, grizzly bears. It's a thriving industry. And over the last couple of years, 
alarm bells have been ringing because we see these bears spending more and more time searching for food rather than uh, actually catching it and, and participate in other social activities. It's pretty scary. Yeah, the pictures were very alarming because the bears were very emaciated. I had never seen a bear that was that skinny, especially a grizzly bear. And so what do you guys attribute the emaciated bears to? What is the What do you believe is the cause? Well, we know the problem, and we've been speaking about this for, like I say, the better part of 10 years where we've been calling and screaming up and down because we're, we're seeing less and less salmon uh, returning to the, their rivers here. And uh, these bears should be bulked right up. And unfortunately, we don't, we don't see that. And the real story behind these bears is the lack of food that they have. There are many different threats that face the wild salmon here on the coast. There's lots of different threats. There's lots of problems with the salmon and, you know, their demise, their collapse. But uh, one of the main reasons why we are so concerned is because of the open net pen fish farm industry here in our territory, which, which is an incredible, incredible threat to wild salmon. The long list of reasons why open net pens are an issue, I, I could go on for hours, uh, from virus and disease to sea lice to um, sea lice treatment, and that is the use of chemicals in the ocean, and the list goes on and on and on. The reason why we are screaming about this is because we're now seeing a collapse of wild salmon uh, here, at least in our area, and uh, these rivers have not seen any salmon. The open net pens are a cheap sort of industrial dump that's happening here in our territory, and our salmon are suffering. Our ecosystem, our oceans are in big trouble because of it and their contribution uh, to that collapse. And so what I can infer is that these um, the open net salmon uh, farm has contributed to a depletion of the wild salmon population, which therefore means the bears are not getting enough to eat. And could that mean that they would be unable to survive the hibernation period that's coming up? It's true. We are very concerned about the state of the uh, the bears because many of them are um, showing signs of starvation. Uh, many of the cubs are underweight. Many, uh, many of the adults, they're huge animals, so they should be very heavy with salmon right now, and that's just not happening. And going into hibernation and, you know, within the next month or so, uh, we're just not sure if they're going to make it. But this is not just an isolated problem with the grizzly bears. Like I say, we are starting to see the unraveling of our ecosystem, thanks to the lack of salmon. Yeah, I mean, it's a really scary issue. And you and other environmental stewards have decided to take action into your own hands to help the grizzly bears. Can you tell me what you guys have decided to do to help them? Last week, I was approached by a hereditary chief uh, from the Mamalilakala First Nation to sound the alarm of what was happening uh, in our territory up there in Night Inlet at a place called Hoya Sound. Uh, this is where the photographs were first reported from Ralph Hicker. And he notified the public via Facebook. And this gathered a lot of attraction. It, it gathered a lot of anger, a lot of response. And it was the chief who decided that uh, we needed to do something to make sure that people understood that this was happening and this was 
a big problem within our area. And so I got on board uh, to go and observe, and in the end I ended up helping move the fish from, from, the, from the boats to shore because I, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. These, these bears are absolutely starving. It brought me to tears. As an indicator species, we we're now seeing that these grizzly bears are, are an indication of that unraveling of our ecosystem, and it's, it's heartbreaking. Not only is it heartbreaking, it's very dangerous, not only to the environment and the ecosystem, but our economy is, is heavily dependent now on ecotourism. And I, I just don't, I just don't, I, I, I really don't understand what the federal government and the Department of Fisheries and Oceans plan to do about this because it's a huge problem. And for us, the answer is simple. You know, we need to start rebuilding our fish stocks. And one way we can protect our wild salmon is the removal of the open net pens. Mm-hmm. And so you guys took the unprecedented step to essentially feed or offer the bears 500 pink salmon that were donated. That's true. And so we brought those, that 500 uh, pink salmon to, to shore uh, and, and left it there in the estuary. And within a very short period of time, the, the bears had moved in. And to me, it looked like, like, a, like a dog that, you know, hasn't eaten properly in a couple of days or so. Or a seagull, which just swallows their food. They don't even taste it. And that, to me, was so sad. And to watch these little cubs, grizzly bears, starving right in front of our eyes. And uh, This has been going on. This has been a problem you know, for a number of years, like I say, the uh, tourism uh, guides have been saying, you know, they watch these bears from a distance for a long period of time, sometimes up to an hour, and these bears are just staring into the river, waiting and waiting, waiting for these fish to show up, and they're not. Coming up later in this episode, what is the government reaction being to people taking matters into their own hands and feeding the grizzly bears? You're listening to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast from Global News. Download and subscribe online now. What has the government said mm-hmm. about your actions? <laughs> well, the DFO and their infinite wisdom, who, by the way, are accountable to no one, um, has shut that down and will not allow us to bring fish uh, from which was donated from a, a hatchery near Campbell River, uh, will not allow us to do that again. Um, in under, you know, in understanding, we, we don't want to create a relationship with grizzly bears, but... I'm, I'm concerned because now they're stepping in and they're prohibiting things like this. So these extreme measures that, in my opinion, are now inevitable. The Department of Fisheries and Oceans is, is trying to create a, a scenario where they're promoting farmed Atlantic salmon as opposed to being stewards for the, for the wild salmon that are supposed to be coming back in thousands and thousands and thousands of numbers. Just the other day, I understood and DFO will continue to allow the farming companies to bring infected Atlantic 
salmon into BC waters, infected with a uh, virus known as PRV or Piscine Orthoreal virus, which is highly contagious. It's a foreign disease. These diseases and these viruses, they have thumbprints and fingerprints that we can trace. And when we trace them and we, we look at the science, it goes back to Norway. They're going to continue to allow these companies to bring these infected salmon into BC waters. It's just, it blows my mind that the, the Department of Fisheries and Oceans in Ottawa have this policy that allows this practice. We are, we are watching extinction happen. What would you say to the people who hear about the action that you guys took to leave the 500 pink salmon on the banks? What do you say to those people that have a criticism about your, the actions you and your fellow environmental stewards took? I would say to people with, that have uh, negative feedback for what we did was to get involved. People need to understand that our government is, is uh, negligent, and I believe that the powers at, at B are, are fully aware of the issues. The cl- climate crisis that we're facing now, we need to demand more, especially going into this election campaign, and, and we're going to be taken to the polls very soon. Ask your MPs and get involved, because we can't just sit back. We can't just sit back and let our ecosystem collapse like this. And at, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, this is our territory. And that uh, everybody sitting behind a computer should uh, address their concerns to their MP, their member of parliament, or their uh, local representative in Ottawa, because uh, we need to really act quickly. If people really care about the bears and the, the wolves and the orca and, and everything that's connected to them, including us, We really need to act quickly before it's too late. Ernest said that now the volunteers, their hands are tied. The Department of Fisheries has told them to stop feeding the bears. But they struggle to just sit by and watch the bears starve. If the authorities have, you know, so much wisdom and other and more resources than we do, a group of volunteers in First Nations, I think they need to step in and take a look at uh, fixing this issue and pre- pressuring the Department of Fisheries and Oceans to clean up their PRV policy and the uh, open net pens. It's not as if there isn't solutions. There's a long list of solutions that we can bring to the table right now. The first extreme measure should be the closure of open net pens along the BC coast. It's so simple. I am confident that we are going to see a rebound in wild salmon because that's what they do. I think that if we don't do something really soon, we're not only going to suffer, the animals will suffer, our economy is going to fall apart. Uh, The repercussions are just endless.
This Is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and me, Nikki Reitmeyer. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can download, subscribe, or listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Give us a rating as well as a review, and you can send us an email. This is why at CuriousCast.ca. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.